hello, hello, hello. We're back. Okay, for episode two, happy Monday to you all. So this episode is a bit longer than my usual episodes because I have got the most incredible guests. Ladies, listen up. Okay, men also, probably about 2% of this podcast is men. It is 98% ladies. This is all about your superpower with your menstrual cycle. If you are past your menstrual cycle, we still tell you about your superpower. I am so excited. So Kate is just incredible. I met her back in 22, the month before my wedding. Maybe it was like six or seven weeks before my wedding. And honestly, she changed my relationship with my period. She taught me so much. So I've been dying to get her on for ages. She was living West for a while, but she's back to the East Coast of Ireland. So I said, I'm gonna grab her. So it is a long episode, but just trust me, it's really good. Also, if you are a single girl I feel like this is such a good feel-good story and um, towards the end of the episode if you're out there looking for your love so listen up and take note of the season so the apprentice thank you so much for all your love yes I haven't been fired from episode one episode two I'm still there listen I'm not going to talk about the apprentice every episode I'm just going to do it every second episode it's already a long episode so I want to get Kate straight into your ears love and light and please listen to it all because there is just some magic little pieces that I think you're all gonna love and get your journal out and start tracking and finding out what your superpower is so love and light enjoy Kate Welcome, Kate, to the Mora Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I am delighted to have you here. Thank you for making the spin down to me. Thank you for um, having me. Really appreciate it. So I just want Kate to introduce herself. So we met <laughs> on a lovely yoga retreat yeah. back in 2022. Yeah. I know because it was a month before my wedding. Oh, yeah. This might sound a bit out there, but you have changed my relationship <laughs> with my period. <laughs> And ever since the things that you have taught me about learning about my cycle and the seasons, mm. I just really connected with that method that I have been trying to tell all my friends. I love it. As much people as I can. Love it. But sometimes I think I get a little bit mixed up. So you know what? <laughs> First, I'm going to stop talking now, Kate. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. And I think we'll get into some amazing goddess stuff. Amazing. Thanks, Maura. So yeah, I'm Kate Gaffey. I'm a yoga teacher. I've been teaching yoga since 2014, but less of that these days and a lot more in the well-being space. So I do corporate well-being, going into organizations, doing mindfulness and self-care, and more recently, actually bringing the menstrual cycle piece into work, which I love doing because I think it's so important. And then separate to that, I host women's circles and teach a little bit about menstrual cycles and exactly what you're talking about, what I would have taught you in 2022. So yeah, does that cover it? That's a really good <laughs> intro. And I just feel like you are just, when you meet you, you've got this glow about you, Kate. And I know you're... <laughs> Says your woman. Says the <laughs> <laughs> I know you've got this lovely, big, beautiful, pregnant belly at yes. the moment, uh, but you've always had the glow. Oh, but congratulations thank you. on your pregnancy, thank which you. we will chat about. Mm. I suppose... I suppose I'm familiar with this kind of new, not new, it's an mm. old, old way of learning about your menstrual cycle. And yeah. I just think so many women dread that time of the month. Mm. And it was something you said about it being our superpower mm. and being on our cycle. And I just want you to kind of explain to people that have no idea okay. about it in your own words. And yeah. then I might pick at you for questions. Yeah, please, because I can rant about this stuff so you can stop me or ask questions. So the thing about the menstrual cycle 
Maybe I'll just say how I tuned into it first. So, yeah. like I went to school in Ireland in the 80s. We weren't particularly educated about the menstrual cycle or women's bodies. And like a lot of people, I thought your menstrual cycle is when you get your period. It's when you bleed. And we're almost conditioned to think it's a curse. It's three to five days. You're uncomfortable. And then you go back to normal. And in my 20s, I was going to the gym a lot and doing a lot of yoga. And I started to notice that I had some weeks where I felt amazing and some weeks where I didn't feel as good. And then I heard from somebody the framework of the seasons for menstrual cycles. So that's winter for when you bleed, spring for the few weeks after that or the few days after that, summer for around ovulation and autumn, the last week or so just before you come into your period. And it's actually a framework that was designed by Red School, but I think it's referenced now all the time. It's just run away with itself. And it was such a simple way of understanding the menstrual cycle. And then because I was going to the gym a lot and doing yoga and really physical and in my body, I really noticed the energy at ovulation and like how I could lift more weights or feel really positive or think I could do anything. And I started looking and researching around to see well, what's out there and um, how can I learn about training with my cycle or doing yoga with my cycle. And with weightlifting and gym stuff, there was very little out there at that time. And with yoga, it was just don't train on your moon days. And that was it. And then the last 10, 15 years, it's grown so much. And there's so many amazing women teaching this stuff and so many amazing ways of diving in. But my perspective is all about the energetics of our bodies and our cycles. And number one, respecting that. And number two, like allowing a beautiful flow. And each person who bleeds, each woman will feel really different. So archetypally there's certain energies and things that you can look at as you ebb and flow with those seasons and as I like to call it a little dance as you go through that dance and each season and phase will have its own superpower will have its own energy will have its own gift and for most people as well will have a struggle or a challenge and so what's really beautiful is like learning the framework so that it makes sense for you and then looking at that relationship that you have with your body and your cycle and understanding where you plug in and navigating that. And then it becomes this spiritual tool, self-care tool, tool for your yoga, the gym, relationship tool, you name it. You can yeah, start to really tool. business tool. Exactly. <laughs> business <tool>. queen. <laughs> exactly. All yeah. of that. Yeah. And I, I just one thing that really I think is so powerful that people don't realize every woman's cycle is so different. Yeah. OK, yeah. we all suffer at different times which yeah. I don't really like using that word yeah. the first few things I think you said to me was just start to record your cycle you know yeah start to kind of take note of how you feel mm. so in my head just through like my own little studies and hearings about things I knew you know okay when I'm PMSing the week yeah. before I'm gonna be narky I can be a little bit all over the place I can blame my husband for absolutely <laughs> everything he says his everything he's, he's doing is annoying me mm. and then I'm like a wild woman that week okay or yeah. should I say maybe a bad bitch yeah <laughs> that I like week. both <laughs> <laughs> and then you know the bleed comes and all of a sudden mm. you're like oh makes sense which is your winter your winter winter, okay and you get through the end of the winter and suddenly you've got all this life Mm -hmm. okay and then you're heading into your your summer yeah and this is the time where I've got a lot of my energy but what I did get from you telling me to record it yeah is that definitely now I don't know if my husband will fully agree with this but Mm. I feel that my PMS time is not as bad. 100%. And I yeah. also feel that there's so much out there, even though you're spreading this amazing word <laughs> and there's loads of women out there spreading it now, yeah. 
it's still not big. Yeah, it's quite niche. It's still, still niche. Yeah. And, yeah. and when I tell it to some of my friends, they're like, what? Yeah. What? People hear about PMSing. Mm-hmm. People hear, you know, you might eat more food this yeah. time and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I just feel like not everybody has a bad time PMSing. Yes. Not everybody dreads their winter time, yeah. which is your bleeding. Yeah. And not everybody loves their ovulation time. Correct. That's so true. So this is what I kind of want to ask you. What do you think mm. is like a good way to get people to figure out their time? If you're a woman now, I think my listening is 98% women. <laughs> all the women. <laughs> all the girls. <laughs> all the girls. And you're like, what are they talking about? Yeah. What's all this? Yeah. A woman, she's in her 30s. Yeah. Tell her how to start. Okay. So there's a couple of things as a framework that are useful to set first. So number one, as you said already, like, each individual person's experience is completely unique. Number two, if you're on any hormonal contraception, you may not be experiencing ovulation and then you won't be going through the seasons as distinctly, although it still might resonate. And number three, just to to name and acknowledge there's people with PMDD or endometriosis or traumatic past and for different reasons, they might find tuning into this kind of stuff really, really difficult. So just always kind of acknowledging and supporting that and then there is a general framework which I call like the archetypal framework of winter into spring into summer into autumn and women like me on Instagram or in different places will teach some of the things that you might expect and how you might feel and a general flow of like generally in winter well what do we do in the season of the year we want to slow down we want to get cozy we want to take rest we want to sleep more and as spring comes there's a sense of promise and there's a very tender energy emerging and just like those little seeds that needs to be cherished and we kind of move slowly out and then around ovulation in summer and again generally we are releasing an egg our bodies are hopefully ready to make a baby And that comes with its own invitations of like getting out there and feeling sociable and maybe feeling stronger and more extroverted. And then we have that big switch from summer to autumn, which is a place that a lot of people struggle with. Uh, You're referencing the PMS time or the time where you're going to learn to kill your husband or boyfriend or just housemate. (laughs) And um, that's an energy switch again as we start to move into the second half, the luteal phase of the cycle. And generally, not always, women will want to, just like the autumn of the year, want to slow down a little bit, maybe have an extra nap, maybe get cosy, maybe say no a little bit more, maybe just do a little bit less than the inner summer. So number one, having a rough understanding of that framework will be really helpful. But then as you said, every individual, every woman is really different. And I've worked with women who feel amazing in winter and totally frazzled in ovulation, even though the framework might say you want to rest in winter and you want to be superwoman at ovulation. So to answer your question, I'm finally getting to the question, how do people start to learn and how do they start to tune in? They can begin looking at a practice called menstrual cycle awareness. And really, it's just turning towards your cycle. And for me, there's there's loads of depth to it and there's loads of ways that you can go in. But the simplest thing is track the day of your cycle that you're on. I probably tell this to you, I'd say, and give me one word for the day that you're in. So, for example, day one of your cycle is the first day that you get your bleed. So bright red blood. And you might write day one feeling tender. And then day five or six, you might be feeling more springtime energy and you could say day five or six, feeling giddy. Um, And day 11, maybe you're feeling horny 
and day 15, maybe you're feeling powerful. This is very typical archetype kind of energies. And then you get to day 22 and you realize, oh God, I just really needed a nap today. And day 27, and I used to feel really irritable with everybody in the gym, like nobody's putting things back. And then day 27, maybe you feel like super spiritual and just out of your body. And what will happen if you go through one, two, three months of that is that each individual person will start to see their own pattern. And so you might start to realize, oh, a couple of days after ovulation, I really need to rest more. Or, oh, every month in my inner spring, actually, I hit a little speed bump and I struggle a little bit. So then we can start to tailor our self-care and look after ourselves with more compassion and empathy and kindness. And that can do what you said more, which is ease, for example, some of the PMS of the inner auto, because we're giving ourselves permission to change our pace. Yeah. And then the very last thing I'll say is what I see a lot with the women and the people I work with is that we all want to be in superwoman summer mode. We want to do, be, go get them, um, be all powerful, be extroverted, say yes to everything. And I think especially now with this world of social media, <laughs> we're yeah. more oh, yeah. influenced by it. And, and we want to show up and we want to, maybe we're comparing ourselves to others. We want to achieve and do. And I just think, we're missing that ebb and flow. We're missing that dance. And it's in giving ourselves the grace to have these natural transitions, to have different energy, not holding ourselves or one season above the other. Then we get to unlock all the gifts of all the different seasons. And maybe you get the creativity in spring and the boss bitch vibes in summer and the wild woman energy in autumn and the inside of your winter. And then you begin to unlock all of the gifts and superpowers in each season because you're giving yourself permission to change. You're in that ebb and flow. You're nurturing yourself, you're minding yourself and you're open to that navigation and that dance rather than trying to force and hold in one energy all the time. And that's what creates so much friction and struggling and suffering for a lot of us. I am interrupting this lovely episode with an ad break. Yes, an ad break from me, Yoga with Mora, the creator, founder of Yoga with Mora and Yogis. Listen up, my retreats are almost full for 24. We have a Wicklow retreat in April for a weekend at the Paris Court Springs. I'm heading to Spain in July for a lovely yoga retreat in an incredible private villa with our own chef. It's gonna be an amazing experience and it's only in Girona, which is like a two hour flight away. Then in October, I'm back to Greece. So get in touch about the retreats. But I also just want to let you know there is 25% off my online yoga studio with the code podcast. Come and join the tribe at the moment. We're in flexible February, but every month there is a new theme. Join anytime, be part of it and love and light to you all. And again, thank you for all your support of The Apprentice. Let's get back to learning about our superpower, our menstrual cycle. Bye. Yeah. And yeah. I definitely think as well, a big thing with me before I kind of met you or even the early months of me tracking is mm. that I remember you were telling me about my um, cycle and I was like, oh, I'm definitely an, an ovulation girl. I'm yeah. definitely, I love summer. That's Outwardly all me. You, and, you know, I love all <laughs> yeah. the, but, but actually yeah. I was telling myself a story mm. that like, that's the only week of the month now that I'll get stuff done. Yeah. But actually, you know, <laughs> I, I was actually finding that spring mm. and also in the winter season mm -hmm. before I would just carry on completely normal in my yeah. period week that's yeah. it normal yeah. but now what I'm doing is I'm like okay I'm going to teach less classes that week Beautiful. I'm going to go to bed a lot earlier oh. I'm going to do like a lot less yeah eat a lot more without this 
guilt of it yeah. as well. And what I was finding myself then towards, like, I would have quite a short period. Mm. Day three, I'm like, oh, woo, I want to go. <laughs> and then I would sometimes push into that energy. Yeah. And then I'd start being tired again the week after. Exactly. So I think something you were saying to me was as well, maybe I'm jumping from something to the next there. This is what I no, do. This makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> is that you get like a false energy yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what I do sometimes because I'm yeah. ready. I'm You're ready full, to go. I'm ready to go constantly. <laughs> yeah. But the winter season, yeah. which is a season that I have dreaded my whole period mm. life, my whole, mm. since I've ever started bleeding. I love that, my period life. Period life, you know, <laughs> since I, since I yeah. went through my first bleed, it's like, oh, I don't want my period. Mm. But actually, that's almost like this. Why would you not look forward to that? If yeah, that's the conditions you create for yourself, a little bit less work, a little bit more rest, a little bit more coziness, nice food. Like, yeah. why would you not look forward Binge to that on once a, good a month? TV series. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and it's like, oh my gosh, this is my kind of time. Yeah. This is my time. Yeah. And it's fascinating. And yeah. another thing that you, I don't know if you remember saying this to me, is that sometimes what I used to do is it would be ovulation week, all that energy, go, 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 go. Yeah. I would text everyone back. <laughs> Make your plans. Make all my plans nah. for the following <laughs> week, right? Yeah. And then I'd be like, go down mm. so it's really interesting one thing you said you know make your plans your catch-ups with your friends at the good time yeah for you yeah so I suppose what I'm saying in a roundabout way is that ladies ladies <laughs> ladies or women <laughs> start tracking start tracking and that was the only way I started writing down one word of how I feel yeah. and it's so funny within three months there's an absolute cycle of it it's amazing and you've touched on so many things there like you've touched on how when you hold your winter sacred and you actually give yourself permission to do less you get a slight bounce back and you can actually start to enjoy it and then I'm thinking about my partner who then got totally on board with my cycle tracking like he didn't really have a choice but then he enjoys inner winter because it's it's setting the pacing even in our house of like oh there's kind of a chill time and there's a little time to do more and you've touched on how you don't want to transition like I always think of like a greyhound out of the traps out of winter pew, into spring especially if you're like yourself and myself and you love that energy it's like a nice slow graceful transition into spring thinking about that nice tenderness and just holding something back and then you touched on another classic thing, which is like women in summer making plans um, and saying yes to everything. And then a week later it comes to doing those plans and you're like, why did I say yes? It's because we can, our hormones look like a roller coaster when you ever see the picture of how they look like. So we can feel like different women and we can overpromise. And there's a danger, I think. It's, it's fabulous. Like it's so brilliant. We're all getting educated on this, but there's loads of people on Instagram or TikTok or whatever saying in the gym do this this week and this this week and this is your productive time and this is your that and then it becomes really dogmatic and then it actually defeats the purpose of what you're saying which is you track your cycle you get to know it you find the wisdom and just because you're in inner summer doesn't mean you have to give every bit of energy to everybody except yourself like holding something back and yeah it's so important that we're doing what you're doing and what you're saying which is turning within for our own wisdom listening to our bodies working with our wisdom and not holding some like archetypal framework up going well this is how I should feel with my period because this is what they and all say and then you don't feel like that you feel and guilty then wrong. you yeah. feel like I'm broken I'm exactly. not like those other women yeah. and yeah. all this pressure and there's even like there's a thing about like oh should you bleed on the new moon or the full moon or how long should your cycle be and I'm a really good like witchy woman because I get my period at this and it's yeah. just it 
it's it's brilliant that we're so educated and that we're so into it and that we're smashing the taboo, but it turns into another stick to beat ourselves with. And that for me totally defeats the purpose. Yeah. So keeping it really simple, really gentle and you know better, like each woman, each person who bleeds listening to this podcast will know their bodies and themselves much better than I could ever say or know. And so the real gift is in turning inwards, in that relationship with yourself, in that relationship with your body and with the permission, which is the word that always comes to me, permission to ebb and flow and to change and not getting dogmatic and being wanting to be locked in one season or one place above the others. Yeah. And I feel like as well, like as women, right. Mm. And I have a job that's very freeing, yeah. you know, also yeah. I'm stuck with an anchor with it but also it's very free and so you know we can work with our own we're lucky like, we're yeah. so blessed yeah. but as a woman that's in a corporate role mm-hmm. or you're in a, a job that's just it's structured this is where you are you're you're doing this every day you can still have control you so can. this is what I think you know it might sound great I'm a yoga teacher I can go home at yeah, 10 o'clock and have a nap yeah, you know you can lie down <laughs> and, exactly. but I might be working till midnight that night you know we're not saying that you don't go to work just yeah. set yourself up in these little tools exactly little cosies you know you have the car being warmed up for you in the oh, morning yeah. just like simple little it's things the little hot things. water bottles ready for yeah. you you know you get that extra bar of chocolate yeah. for these maybe days. you get a takeaway one of the nights instead of cooking and, and that's again one of the things that comes up in my work a lot like either busy mums who don't have a minute and they've got people to look after or people in the corporate space who are like Kate like this is all very well for you but I have got office hours I have targets they don't change they don't shift so it's exactly what you said it's the small things and it's number one awareness because if you know where you are in your cycle then you've already fought half the battle like okay I'm going in to do this really big presentation but I'm in my inner winter I can offer myself more tenderness or kindness or I can set myself up with the car warm or the hot water bottle or the little things. So that's really important. Just even when you're busy and you can't be like the way we can, holding that in your awareness. And the second is another rule that I got from Red School, which is brilliant. And I might have said this to you too, but it's called the 1% rule. So during your period, for example, like you might be like me and you want to go off to a little cottage on your own and get away from everybody and everything and be covered in blankets and have baths and not speak to anybody for three days. So you're looking after three children and you have a full-time job. You can't do that. The 1% rule is how can I give myself 1% of what I want or what I need? So even though you're showing up at work, even though you're minding the kids, even though you have X, Y and Z going on, what would you like? And what does 1% of that look like? And it's amazing the difference that, is that powerful. makes. Yeah. yeah. And it's forming a habit again. And it's and doing it regularly changing. as well. Exactly. 1% or one minute of yeah. time for one, something. Exactly. We all know, like, if you scroll, I'm talking to myself now, I scroll on Insta for five minutes, how I feel, um, and it'll be more than five minutes, versus if I do simple breath work for five minutes. Yeah. You know, we know about these things it's just including them and building that habit and remembering that it's worthwhile looking after ourselves first because if we're depleted if we're exhausted if we're stuck stagnant uninspired we can't give as much of our gift to the world we can't shine our lights no, as bright no you can't you feel it you absolutely yeah. feel it yeah okay so now to jump on something else <laughs> so the menstrual cycle and this is something that I was discussing as well my mum is that mm. you know when you're you're past your menstrual cycle yeah or you're not getting your menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring in our lovely mother moon. We are moon oh, sisters here. Yeah. So can you talk through people that are kind of women yeah. that are so curious about this, but they're either past their period or they don't have their period for whatever reason. They still have all these you superpowers. You still have a place for you. You know, you're not forgotten about. Big time. So 
by our nature, first of all, we are all cyclic beings, like even men. We have this circadian rhythm. We're all held in the flow of the seasons. We're held in the flow of the moon, believe it or not. And there's all of these different life cycles and circles and things happening around us. And then there are women often who are through the other side, they're menopausal, they're in their wise woman years and they feel grief or sadness actually that they never got this wisdom that we're getting access to now. Um, there are women like me who are pregnant or breastfeeding, there are women on hormonal contraception, women who've had hysterectomies, whatever, lots of people who aren't experienced in a cycle for any reason and there's a beautiful anchor that they can use if they want to, which is the moon, the lunar calendar. And what's really cool about the moon is that the average female menstrual cycle is about 29 days. The lunar cycle is 29.5 days. And just like the female menstrual cycle, there's a building up phase and there's a breaking down phase. So with the lunar cycle, we go from a dark new moon or a new moon all the way up towards full. That process takes about two weeks. That's very like going from menstruation all the way up towards ovulation. And then again, with that lunar cycle, we go from full moon all the way back to dark. And again, that process takes two weeks. So you can see how, if you wanted to, you can still track your um, feelings, your moods, your word of the day with the moon day. So for yeah. the moon day, day one, um, instead of your bleeding or period day, day one will be the first day of the moon cycle or the new moon. And you just write your word and how you feel. And So new moon is the first day exactly. of the cycle? Okay. Yeah. Well, you can actually, there's no rules. You can pick what you want. Yeah. Uh, but in general, yeah, the lunar cycle will have a, a certain day and some apps and stuff on the moon will actually tell you the moon's on day 11 today or day 13 or whatever. So you could start on a new moon, that's day one. And then again, you start to track your word every day. And some people will resonate with that. Or some people even just like in the corporate setting, I often say, just ask yourself even what season am I in today? Am I in a winter where I have very little to give or maybe I'm, I'm needing replenishment? Or am I in a summer where I have loads to give and I have energy to burn? And even just asking yourself that habit of like, how do I feel and what do I need? That self-check-in that we're coming back to again and again and again, that will change how you're relating to yourself and how you're caring for yourself. But lots of women, because I think women particularly are drawn to the moon. You have loads of women coming to your moon workshops and yeah, all of that, I bet. Yeah. So we love working with that. And then you can look up in the sky and, and notice the moon phase and where it's at and have some alignment into that energy as well. So that can work really well. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's so powerful. I think it's just so nice to be inclusive, you yeah, know, exactly. for everyone. And yeah. like I, I miss my period, you know, because like, I have been tracking and going with these cycles now for maybe 12 years definitely 10 years oh my gosh you know this is so funny because you know what Kate what? so many people that I know friends of mine yeah. all my friends have had babies or are having yeah. babies and they're like it's so great the best thing is not having my period that makes me looking, so sad that's so sad <laughs> and look at this relationship yeah. you have with yeah. yourself like that's it's amazing true. I miss it and I I mean it's because of what you said if you are lucky enough to be able to make space every month for me when I bleed when I menstruate it feels like a really deeply spiritual time without sounding like a real yogi like no we're all um, about the yogi there's no there's never there's too no much shame. yogi here yeah, yeah so it feels like a really profound healing special female earthy connected deeply spiritual time where I can go back into my cave I can connect deeply with myself where I've deeper access to my intuition and my own wisdom and the very act of like bleeding or emptying a moon cup or doing any of my funny little rituals that I do around that time really ground me and connect me and it's the end of one cycle and the beginning of another and that rhythm that I've worked with for however many years of every four weeks there's different seasons and it's very subtle because 
I've never had like a wild period that's really challenging or massive variation between the seasons. But that subtlety of changing pace and tuning in and having ritual and having things that you do is such a lovely anchor point. And so now being pregnant, I'm missing that. And I think my partner actually misses that a little bit as well, because what happens is the people around you then start becoming aligned or he'd often say to me, oh, you're not in your autumn yet because I'm being playful or notice different little things. And Fair play to him. Yeah, he's great. That's amazing. Fairness, he's very open. So can I just ask, this might sound really ignorant. So while you're pregnant yeah you're just in one phase I, is that a brilliant question yeah so I think each woman might feel really different and I'm trying to figure it out so without being prescriptive I won't tell people how they feel but for me it's like the first trimester so the first 12 ish weeks certainly the first few weeks of pregnancy feels like winter like I was dead I was dead <laughs> I was unhappy <laughs> I was like oh not even like uh, winter but less I guess less energy so you could put that in a wintering phase yeah and then suddenly I started to feel a bit better so that energy felt a bit more like spring weeks 12 to 17 or so and then I started feeling even better like weeks 18 19 20 up until around 32 where I'm right now and I feel personally I'm kind of transitioning into more of an autumn season I'm like slowing down I'm, I can feel a little baby's head pressing against my bladder and getting a little bit more uncomfortable yeah. And so I've been thinking about this myself, like, well, what are the invitations of autumn? Oh, a change of pace, a slowing down. Why am I not slowing down more now for my third trimester? Why am I trying to like act as if I'm fine and keep going? And I'm still reaping those lessons. But some women will identify with that model of first trimester, winter, maybe second spring, third summer, fourth autumn. For me, I'm getting really specific that it was kind of first trimester, winter, second spring, a little bit of second summer some of third summer, some of the end of the third autumn and just trying to unlock that. And that works better for me than what some other women might do, which is just track the moon, track how they're feeling, go with it day by day. And others may be feeling stagnant. Um, Yeah, that's so interesting. It's fun in the pregnancy. I've noticed as well, like when you look up, well, what's happening in my body at 32 weeks pregnant? A lot of it is what's happening with your baby at 32 weeks pregnant. So it'll mm-hmm. tell you like, your little baby is doing X, Y, Z and these are the developmental milestones. And I find it's a little bit harder to actually find out like what's happening with my estrogen and progesterone and what's happening physically in my body. Yeah, <laughs> so a yeah. lot of the like the little apps and certain things I've been it's looking not at. You about the, it's, you're the oven. Exactly. But they're not actually telling you what the oven needs. Exactly. <laughs> it's Yeah, so it's like obviously they're taking great care of us as pregnant women and um, because I'm so interested in it from the menstrual cycle, I haven't come across something yet that's like looking at the hormone profile and explaining what happens over the course of, I'm sure there is like textbooks and anatomy and things out there. But in terms of what they just give to women who are pregnant, like what to expect when you're expecting in these apps, it's so beautiful. And every week you get a little video and it's like, your baby's doing this and you might feel this in your body and look out for this. But I'm missing a piece for me anyway that I want to know what's happening with some of that stuff well and this is a great little experiment yeah. isn't exactly. it exactly yeah. you'll be able to give us the I'm piece learning. Yeah, so come back on for season three and tell yes. us but of course then there'll, there'll be other women going no absolutely not or, yeah. there's nothing worse than when you're a pregnant woman somebody being like oh I sailed through it it was absolutely grand and yeah, you're yeah. dying so. but you know what everyone's different exactly and different phases yeah. that's and just so how it's it goes. all about back to yourself and your own relationship and what do you need how can you look after yourself yeah, yeah. love that so much Kate yes. I want to ask you something now and I hope it's not too 
personal. Okay. But I just feel like when I first met you, you mm. were, I think you were newly in love. Yeah, of course. Um, I, want, I, want, I just think it's such a lovely story for women. Mm. And you did say something to me that really I felt, oh, you, you said, even when you came in here today, you never thought that this would happen for you. Yeah, that's true. Being a mum or going yeah. to be a mum, being yeah. pregnant, being with the love of your life. So do you want to tell <laughs> us a little bit about your love story yeah. and how you got there and how it's yeah. going? Because I just think that there's so many single mm. ladies out there. It's so true. many of my friends are single and it's it's a battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at him listening to you saying the love of my life. He'd be so <laughs> delighted. Yeah, I'm really happy to talk about that because I was single I was basically single till 37, so, and I always wanted to meet someone, but if I'm really honest, in my head, I thought, no, you probably won't, you know, or it's not for you. And so then going with that, like loads of single women, I always wanted kids, but I didn't particularly want to do it on my own, and I didn't know would it be possible. So it was always in the back of my head, like a little fear that I would be alone forever, whatever wounding or whatever feeling or belief was there. That's kind of what I was thinking. And on the other side of things, I didn't believe that as well. And I was like getting out there and meeting people and I was doing all my list making and manifesting and card pulling and all of that kind of stuff. So I think for me, if I put the story together and it's only my story, but it came with making some changes in my life. So I lived in Liberties, like in Mead Street for about, I don't know, from 2007 until during COVID 2021. And uh, in 2021, I moved out of there to a little seaside town called Clarehead. And that gave me so much space, like being closer to nature, just changing up my life, doing something I'd wanted to do for ages. And actually working online in COVID gave me the gift of being able to do that. And I really think that created a lot of space for me because what happened then is um, I had space, like physical space in my life for a man to enter. But also emotionally, I was able to feel the yearning of like a lonely Friday or Saturday night. That when you live in Dublin, you don't feel as much because there's always something to do or there's somebody around or there's some kind of distraction. So I was able to sit with that yearning and, and see the beauty in it and allow it and acknowledge it and share it with other people and just really feel it. So there's the space and the change and the new energy that I created by and moving this is a house. big thing that I'm constantly yeah. saying to all my lovely single gal Tell pals, me. that they're all so busy, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. They're all massively social. Mm-hmm. They are booked up every single oh, yeah. weekend, Yeah, right? They're yeah. out and about Yeah, and they're constantly busy. And then when I'm catching up with them, you know, once a month or whatever, they're like, more. I'm so busy. There's no one out there. that I'm like, yeah. you have made no space. Yeah. You've telling the universe that you are <laughs> fully booked. Yeah. And I don't need a man because I'm so busy. And it's so funny because... I don't think you need a man though. I know. Well, I nobody needs a man, first of all. <laughs> you might want to have one. a love. Yeah. And I think it's like, I don't know, I listen to podcasts and I read books and I had this yearning for years and I was on apps and dating and like I had space as well, but... Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I do think the making of space and not being really busy and I think not being afraid of the yearning, of the loneliness, of the, um, to meet somebody, because it's really easy to, exactly what you said, make loads of plans and be really busy and see people. And that's really good too, because everyone tells you get busy and live your life. Don't be like sitting at home waiting. Yeah. So it's hard to find that balance. But I, just when I look back on that year that was and the space that I made, that definitely comes in. 
So I was kind of lonely all summer and I'd given up online dating for a while and then I started again and then I wanted to give up again because <laughs> I was like, oh, this is terrible. I think you have to do after your mental health as yeah. well because the apps <clears> have to be take toxic. little breaks. And, yeah. yeah and, and just know what you want. But I've been thinking about it a lot and I've been really feeling into it and I think I've been maturing. I think if I'm really honest, I wasn't ready years before I was pushing people away or I was just not ready in myself. So there was loads of like inner work, inner child work space, time and look as well, I'm sure. But the story is a nice little story. <laughs> it's kind of annoying. This could be it's very our story time. This is our okay, story this is time I'm off the hook. Yeah, Brilliant. you're off the hook. This is this. <laughs> so I work with, really similar to the menstrual cycles, I work with the Celtic Wheel of the Year. And that uh, New Year starts at seven, so that's around Halloween. And then you go into winter solstice and then Imbolc, which is coming up on the 1st of February. Bialtana, summer solstice, Lunasa. Anyway. To make a long story short, I go away on what I call vision quests every so often. So it's me on my own going to like a cottage or somewhere in the middle of nature to like meditate and be in nature and just journal and reflect. So I took myself away to a little cottage in Donegal for what I called my vision quest. And what I was doing there was writing a list of anything I wanted to let go of, all the things that had come into my life that year and just making space to stop and reflect. So very like, if you work menstrual cycles, it's like the energy of the void or the kind of end of your cycle right before you bleed. And on my last day, I made cacao and I took my sounds so crazy now, but you said your people are into this. No, we're all into this. There's <laughs> okay. nothing crazy. This is like real life. So this is really what happens. It's crazy when you don't do this stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I agree with you on that. So I took myself off into a forest with my cacao and my notebooks and my cards. And I wrote a list of the kind of relationship that I want and the kind of man that I want. So the relationship is like, how I want to feel in it, how we'd be together what it would look like and the kind of qualities that were really important and then the kind of partner or man that I wanted was literally everything from like physical to emotional attributes qualities things like generosity irreverence playfulness you know all of these different things that came up and I drank my cacao and I sang to the trees <laughs> I never told anyone that part and I was I was really like going for it <laughs> I love it I love it sorry to interrupt this where my mind goes have you seen the proposal <laughs> yeah. and, the and Sandra Bullock and, and Sandra Bullock yeah and I remember the granny in the field <laughs> and she's doing all her chanting that's me yeah <laughs> I love that I was like I don't remember a scene like that I do and Sandra I love Bullock that granny. is like I like big butts and I cannot lie I am the granny yeah so I am like the granny from Proposal love that I have my big dry robe on I had all my cards <laughs> out I had the cacao I had my notebook and for some reason, I started literally singing to the trees and I just let it go. And off I went. And I want to say as well, this isn't the first time I'd written a list about men or partnership or anything like that. I'd done it loads. This maybe was just my time. So I hopped in my little car and I drove from Donegal to Westport and I was visiting my sister Suzanne and arrived at her place that night. We went out in town and the next night we went out again and ended up getting super pissed and I met Connor who is as you labeled him the love of my life but uh, I didn't recognize that at the time oh my gosh <laughs> I just thought he was a funny guy in a pub and we got chatting and yeah we ended up um, good energy really good energy but I wasn't interested at all like we hooked up that night had a little chat he got my number and he was just really nice and he kept texting asking me out on dates and I kept saying no I'm not interested thanks though oh my gosh you were just used uh, to doing that I just maybe yeah I just didn't see I didn't see him as that person and he was the right person for me because he was what's the word persistent enough to keep asking and to get yeah. me out and then anyway I went out with him about six weeks later and 
From my side, it was like a really slow build. It was like he really offered me a lovely sense of openness that I never had before, made really clear he really liked me, offered a lot of safety. He was really hard on his sleeve, you know, and like yeah. just so open, so kind, so lovely, he treated me so no, well. No, these silly games. No just games you whatsoever. You yeah. I wasn't going crazy, you know, but I was more just kind of like, oh, what do I do with this? And I just kept thinking, well, does it feel good like right now? And it did. And so I went with it in, I had to go in tiny pieces, like bit by bit. And I never, ever would have thought it would work out. But I went with it really, really slowly. And I was really kind and gentle to myself. And then he made it so easy because he was so lovely. So we ended up having a few really, really nice dates. And then he went to Lanzarote for Christmas to go surfing and invited me over. So I think our fifth date, I went over for the crack. Yeah. And we had a lovely time. And then he came back. And then I think I finally let him in. And um, maybe when we came back from that or a, a little bit later. And then, yeah, then we had a beautiful summer together and we went to Westport and then we decided to move to Westport. Yeah, it took me, you know, at least six months to really settle in and trust it and to see what an amazing man he was. And I do see it now. And we've had like a really happy, what, like two and a bit years where we've moved in together, moved to Westport to surf, had amazing adventures, called in our little baby. Again, all in alignment with that wheel of the year, which is so hard to believe. I feel so grateful. And we're expecting our little baby now for spring equinox around that. And we've moved back from the West Coast. We've gone from the adventure to the practical to be back around family and That's a beautiful love story. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm always aware, I just want to say... Like, I know what it's like to be single. I know what it's like to be yearning. I know what it's like to hear, okay, I wrote a list. I went to the forest. I did it. And the next day I met someone, you know, like, I don't know what it was. Was it look? Was it timing? Was it just that I was ready? Was it that I was sick of dealing with ourselves and I finally decided to pick somebody nice? He's not taller than me. He was the first man I ever dated that was like an inch shorter than me. You know, there's all of these things. But all these things, um, there's rules you put up. And all, yeah. All, rules or blocks. I blocks. don't know. I feel like we block Probably ourselves. Probably a big block. Yeah. And I just think that I, I do believe if you haven't met anyone right now, you haven't missed out. Yeah. You're supposed to be in this mm. era of not meeting someone. And I just yeah. feel like I don't really believe in coincidences. Look sometimes I think we yeah. say things are lucky in Ireland because we have this kind of idea where I don't want to be we don't, we're not a braggy nation yeah and I just think it was all meant to be at that Do time you think? yeah <laughs> maybe I don't know like who you are now and what you have learned about women would you have had that time no. if you're in with a man well, that's all the, the time thing. definitely so like, not your career and I would have been with a very different man in my late 20s to yeah. so, so like my late 30s it's all happened for a reason Connor was there at the I right wouldn't time. have attracted a Connor that's for sure I would have attracted yeah. a different kind of man so, that's amazing yeah so it's nice we're just the beginning of our love story <laughs> yeah and you know what tall, tall girl problems oh listen stop. I'm a tall girl <laughs> I've had a good few boyfriends that wore shorter than me or the really? same height yeah I just couldn't get my head around it, no, it for was, so long oh it's so ridiculous I couldn't but yeah. it's, it's now I'm like what an idiot and then other tall girls that I know who are single especially I'm like please like there's these absolutely lovely men will treat you better than any six foot six rugby playing arsehole that I've ever come across. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's these absolutely amazing men out there. And I think you said it, it, it can be a block or it can that's be... That's it. You know, and if there's no chemistry, there's no chemistry. That, you know, if you don't fancy them, you don't fancy be, them. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not asking to say like, but if there's a little spark and if there's something there, yeah. don't let 
for example, something like a height thing, just be like an instant no. Because that's yeah. what it was for me. It was just like, oh, I wouldn't even consider it. Like it wouldn't and same, even. Same sex relationships. Sometimes I think, mm. you know, a few of my gay friends, they can have yeah. this, such an idea. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> She's not the girl that you yeah. thought you're going to be with this girl. It's going to be super girly, super yeah. feminine, but actually you're gone for the complete opposite. And yeah. then you're fighting this connection. Exactly. Don't fight the connection. And I think yeah. that's it. There's the other piece of, and you hear this a lot like wild chemistry and butterflies in your tummy is that actually just trauma and you're completely triggered and you're like trying to win a weird game yeah. rather than a sense of safety and security and gentleness and love and unfolding into a depth of love I haven't had before I had to hold my own hand though along the way I really had to well, be that's like that's amazing that you did yeah. that I think it's really special it's so yeah. interesting when I met my um, lovely partner my husband Bambi um, he's very different than any man that I was ever mm. with before and he's very introverted very quiet very sure of himself mm. very confident but in a really subtle way love it yeah and I was not single that long before I met him which was a big <laughs> block as well I was like I'm very single that's why we were for like a year kind of messing around yeah and one of my lovely best friends Lucy hey Lucy if you're listening this <laughs> Hi, Lucy. Is, I only just told her this truth a couple of weeks ago so she came over to stay she was in Sydney and I was in Auckland she came over to stay with me for the weekend yeah. and we were out and I just had met him and then she was there and she was like oh my god Warren no he's not the man for oh, you no. she was like he's too quiet like I'm dancing on the table yeah. looking for attention and he's just quiet in the corner he's just letting you do your thing and she was like you need someone as can you imagine the chaos if you're too more and at that time with Bambi I was like no I want to cool things you know Lucy thinks that you're not right for me. I oh, said that. Did right? you know? I said that oh. Poor Lucy. And then it's so funny. We've been Lucy was single at the time. Did she at your wedding. She was actually she was about to give birth. She wasn't oh. at my wedding. <laughs> she lives in the UK, but it's so funny. <clears throat> I went to meet up with Lucy about two weeks ago and Bambi's like, Oh, Lucy, he still says it. <laughs> he loves Lucy. We've been to her wedding and he's good friends with her now. But he'll always say, oh, yeah. like, she taught now look just at us shows you now them. look at us yeah you followed your heart obviously and Lucy was like has apologized she's, she's like, like sorry I'm about sorry that. I was wrong I was wrong we can all get it wrong <laughs> <laughs> and we both her myself and Lucy have both went for I think opposites attract and, and opposites yeah, attract I yeah. think so yeah. yeah but um Kate Maura thank you for being here <laughs> I feel so me. I know we haven't seen each other for a year and a half a year and a, a bit year and, a half, yeah. and it's been so special I'm so grateful I met you me and too thank you for taking the journey thank you Maura thanks for having me yeah and you know I feel like I want you to come back when you've had your baby oh god when I'm so nervous when you finish your maternity leave maybe yeah. the year after wouldn't that be nice and tell us your Some story insights. tell us your insights well, I'll be like to all the women I'm so sorry I ever asked you to track your cycles and <laughs> rest and take it easy and <laughs> yeah yeah it's chaos you're like now I'm trying to find that one percent <laughs> yeah probably probably but yeah. I would love that but it's love nice to think light. about thank you for being thanks, here Maura. thanks thank for you, having thank me thank you Thank you for listening, guys. It's time. It's time for our little meditation today being all about the menstrual cycle. We're going to do a little meditation to help us connect with our womb, with our female parts a little bit more. So if you can, just place your two hands underneath your navel in that little space between your navel and your pubis. Relax your shoulders. Close down your eyes. Take a moment to take a big, lovely breath in and a big, lovely breath out. Focusing on relaxing completely here. 
focusing on finding calm energy, connecting to our seasons. From our summer, autumn, winter, and spring. The four seasons of our cycle. Maybe you're using the moon. Maybe it's today is the first day you've heard about this method. Breathe in through your nose. Breathe out through your mouth. Allowing your body to get even more relaxed. Checking in with this area again. Asking yourself in this moment, how am I feeling? Breathe in. Breathe out. Asking yourself, what do I need? Breathe in. Breathe out. Allowing yourself to really just settle in here. To check in. Checking in with your womb. And I want you to focus now and visualize a light. A light shining from this area through your hands, bringing warmth, bringing kindness, and bringing new beginnings to your cycle, your connection with yourself. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe into that light. Breathe out. Asking yourself each day how you feel. Maybe it's that one word Kate asks us to find. Journal it. Say it to yourself and ask the questions. Five more breaths here with the shoulders relaxed, spine tall, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out, one more breath in, breath out, take your two hands in front of the heart center, gather, gather, gather all that lovely light, rub, 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 and when you feel it in your hands, place your hands over your face, breathe it in and come back. Namaste. Thank you for listening. Guys,
guys. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, listen to my podcast. And thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. So grateful for you all. I'm feeling very relaxed after that meditation. Back to work for me. Love and light. And see you next week. I'll be back in your ears.